tonic Adelie in Afro D. The environmental factor, there's a specific forest in Malaysia that they go to. And this specific forest gets a certain amount of annual rainfall. It's a very wet. There's a lot of rainfall in this forest, but not only that, it has certain minerals in the soil. So then cross-checked with number five, and I was like, okay, what's the validity of this? And they've done the research between the multiple forests, including forests in Malaysia. And they found that these forests have a different breakdown in their mineral structure. And they see this when they're testing the actual Tonkatali root itself. They're able to see this mineral structure. And this mineral structure has way more Tonkat Ali minerals in one and versus another. And specifically these two rainforests, which are the major rainforests in Malaysia that show this. And then the second thing I look for is the harvest. Who are the people doing the harvest? Now in Malaysia, they have the people who are locals who are legally allowed to go into these forests and harvest and know what they're looking for, right? So they have this nature, which I could say, you know, gets into the woo-woo side, brought down through generations of being able to look at the mature trees, being able to look at these trees and these roots and see the aging, see the quality of life of these trees, right? A lot of the roots and not just the roots, but also the leaves and stems, as you've spoken about Andre, with different places getting it from all parts of the tree, have different ages. And a lot of the benefits come from a certain age, specifically 25 years old. Now, if I were you, I'd go into a forest and I'd be like, okay, how old is this tree? I have no idea. Like I would have no idea to look at the age of the tree. I've heard things in high school, like in like nature's classroom where you would out the lines on the tree trunks and then that could tell you how old the tree is i don't know what the heck that means but that's what i've heard but they have these native people from malaysia who go into the forest and harvest the root from the trees and now they have videos of this and they've had news reporters go with them who've been able to get the blessing from the community to go with them and record this beautiful process and they've gone into the forest and they've seen they're like oh we found one we found one and they find that some of these aren't up to their standards and they go to the next one. And the guys are just like, what do you mean? Like, it's right here. Like the reporters are like baffled because they're like, what do you mean you don't get this one? It's all here. Like, this is what you're looking for, isn't it? And the locals are like, no, 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 no. Follow me, follow me. And then they find the root and then they start extracting the root, which takes about anywhere from like five to 10 hours of just deep digging, multiple people. They don't bring in big backhoes. They aren't able to get all this equipment out there. They actually have to do it in a way where they can go in by hand. So that just itself brings in a lot of the human nature aspect, which I like because it has a it has a connection to the earth. There's a ceremony behind it, right? Being a situation where you have that respect with nature has a, a benefit because you can, and not only is it a woo-woo benefit, but also you can create an ecosystem where this lasts. You're able to get consistent quality over time. And you're able to get that supply over time. You're not going to just take advantage of something and just extinguish all the options. And then the third thing, the processing, being able to look at what's actually happening behind the scenes. And when they get the roots, what do they do with the roots? So first off, you have to make sure, like Andre said, get the roots, don't get the leaves, don't get the stems. There's other herbs and plant medicines that have all the benefits in the berries, benefits in the leaves, but this specific Tonkatali is the roots. Now, when you have these roots, you need to focus on what's happening to the roots. Are they going to high heat it? Are they going to pasteurize it? Are they going to put chemicals in it? Are they going to douse it in alcohol? What are they doing with this actual tongue root once they get it? 
Because a lot of the locals, what they would do is they just take hot water, uh, not boiling water, but hot water, they make a tea with the roots. And that is, that's what they've been doing for thousands of years, right? So that's great for them because they have access to these roots. But what about everybody else in the world who isn't able to just get, go to their local store, get Tan Ali roots that were just picked from the last day or the last week, and then chop that up, make it into a tea and be able to sip it with their family. That is something that the next step comes into. And not only is it important to keep the quality of it, but also to keep the lifetime of it. If you want something that lasts and has that effective long-term quality, you're going to need to do something to preserve that. And what a lot of companies do is spray dry. When they take maltodextrin, high heat over 200 degrees Fahrenheit, and just spray the heck out of this stuff. It's quick, it's cheap, it works. And then you're the end user getting this product that has been spray dried, but it's doesn't, it's, it's retains more moisture. So it has a slower shelf life. And it also has this maltodextrin in it and it has this high heat, which could possibly change the quality of the compound that you get. And that's where my analness comes in, right? I think that the analness of being able to look at, well, I want to get the full benefits. I want to get like what the locals are getting. I want to get the tea quality benefits, but on a level where I can take this, have it shipped to my country and be able to take it and enjoy it and respect the ways that it's been done traditionally and appreciate and support the local people. So that's where freeze drying comes in. Takes a few more days, but it has a way better process and it doesn't have the maltodextrin and you have less water retained in it. So you can actually have a longer shelf life. So that's huge for me as well. And then of course, being able to go from uh, that product to the whole story behind the people and how that all works. I think is as super interesting of, of where it comes from in the forest, starting out these these little trees, and then it grows over 25 years. And then you get these huge trees that tower over the forest. And you can see photos of these huge Tonkatali trees that are just super high up in this misty forest. It's very captivating and it just looks powerful when you look at it. I'm sure if you're there in person, you can feel that if you're woo-woo. But if you're not woo-woo, you're probably going to be confused because you're going to look around and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is all the same stuff. Just go pick it and figure it out. So that's a lot of farms in China does and a lot of other countries that tries to recreate this magic of Malaysia that is Tonkat Ali Root.